I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, everybody. Welcome back into the Auburn Live Show, the Modcast edition. Jeffrey Lee and Cole Pinkston join me. I'm Justin Hokinson. What's up, fellas? Hey, how about you? What's up? What's going on? Hey, uh, I got my first uh, archery harvest this morning. Hey. <laughs> I hear you. So, it's been a good day so far. Nice. Are you deep in the woods of Crenshaw County? Uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in Highland County. Home now. Today I'm in Highland Home. Yep, Highland Crenshaw Home. County, home of JJ Falk and Kelderet. The Flying Squadron. That's right. It don't it's matter. School. You're just driving down, and then all of a sudden, boom, Highland Home. Yeah, there's a there's, there's a fighter jet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good place, man. A lot of memories there for me. Um. All right. Hey, let's. Uh, what's what's the line for the for the game? Oh yeah. Hey, let me get a little. Now. Let me get a little prize picks. Real yeah, quick. let's do that, and then we'll talk uh, Auburn Bandy. I, um, for all of you who have been living under a rock, man, prize picks, you want to uh, go ahead and download, download that app if you haven't already. It is a fantastic way to enjoy the weekend, a little uh, supplemental fun to your weekend. Uh, go to prize picks and download the app and use our promo code WARIGLE, all caps, one word, and they will match up to $100 to your first deposit. Uh, how does it work? You want to know? Well, I got it for you. You pick two to six players, and if they go more or less, they get a projection. You pick more or less uh, than their projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And uh, in states like Alabama, you're going to be using combo squares. So it'll be uh, Peyton Thorne and Bo Nix pass for more than, you know, 480 and a half or something. You pick more or less, and uh, you win. So go give it a try, man. Prize picks. Uh, like I said, use that promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word, and they will match up to one hundred dollars deposit of your first deposit. Do we have any projections so far? That uh, I know the last few weeks we've been a little early. I'm trying to think, I haven't. Uh, let me get back yeah. out of here. Zach's usually pretty good about saying yay or nay on these things. No projections yeah. that he can yeah. yet. So, like I said, we, we've been recording Thursday, mid-morning, afternoon, early afternoon. So, go check those uh, projections out on Friday. I'm sure they'll be loaded. A lot of uh, SEC uh, flavor in there, typically. And, of course, Saturday morning, they will have all the projections. And uh, go check it out, man. Promo code WARIGLE, all caps. I think One we would have won last week. Uh, I think you had – what you had? Didn't you say Robbie Payton two and a half or more touchdowns? Yep. Yeah. So, Payton got three. So hypothetically, yeah. we won some money. Yeah, it's the best kind, isn't it? It's the best kind. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, prospects, good stuff. All right, um, Auburn Vandy, 12, 12 and a half points. It opened up 13, so it really hadn't moved much. Um, interesting series historically. I saw somebody on the board was like, why, why has Auburn had such trouble there historically? Well, 
you've got to break that apart. I was I was looking into the numbers this week, just kind of getting ready, and um, most pretty much every win but two for Vanderbilt's before 1955. So it's one of those weird series where Vanderbilt was really good, you know, 75 years ago, and Auburn's won 14 of the last 16. And so um, the series is 21 and 21. I think maybe wow. sometimes. Um, but it's because Vanderbilt, you know, is one of those programs that was really good a long time ago. And then, of course, divisions. And so that, you know, Auburn hasn't played them a ton over the last 25 years. Um, Vanderbilt's only two wins, by the way, in since 1955 were against, you know, arguably two of the worst teams in the history of Auburn football, 2008 and 2012. Auburn just happened to play Vanderbilt in those two seasons when Auburn was atrocious and, and they got beaten both those games in Nashville. Um, of course, one that of those was. That kind of validates your bad team, right? Like if you play Vandy yeah. and you lose, then you know you suck, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Name me an Auburn, you know, like the worst Auburn teams of, uh, of any decade. And if they didn't lose to Vandy, they're probably not on the list. It's a good barometer. Ole Miss yeah. is similar. Ole Miss is better, but like yeah. Ole, Miss, Ole Miss's handful of wins in Auburn were against, you know, Auburn teams that were, like, rebuilding or if you know, something was going on, something was off. Um, so they go up to Nashville. I think Auburn's last trip up there was – I don't have it in front of me now. Maybe – maybe. Uh, well, they went up there in the, 12. When did okay. they go up there in It's not when they lost when Chris Todd was quarterback. That would be 09. Yeah, that was 08. They lost there. 12, 08. they went up there with uh, – 12, they went up there and, and lost to – I think it was – it might be 12 the last time they went up there. I just don't have the – Yeah. The I wonder who was the me. coach in 2012. Was that Derek Mason? No, that was before Derek Mason, wasn't it? Rich hmm. Brooks. When did Franklin – when was Franklin? When did he – Oh, no, it might have been Franklin. I think it was Franklin. James Franklin. Probably, That's who I'm thinking of, Derek Mason. James Franklin is who I'm thinking of. I think yeah. it was against Franklin because they were – that was the, the years of Vanderbilt where you go, all right, well, they were actually decent then. So that kind of – they could beat you pretty regularly then. And obviously James Franklin's done an amazing job at Penn State. So he, he's pretty good. Yeah, I've crushed it there. I, I didn't – he's crushed it there for sure. Yeah, the last game in Nashville was 12. Auburn lost by four. And then before that it was 08. Auburn lost that game by one. Um a lot of those mm-hmm. games from 2012, uh, I just can't even remember them. I can remember any Auburn game. I can remember any play from any Auburn game. For some reason that year, I I got nothing on most of those games. Well, 12 was, you know, 12 was – I mean, I think that's maybe the worst history, worst season in the history of, of Auburn football. I mean, they gave up 60-something to A&M at home. They gave up 45. They got shut out by Georgia and Bama to end the year, like 90 to nothing. I mean, it was – Yeah. Beyond yeah. pathetic. I was trying to look at that 12 game. What happened? Oh, Clint Mosley, quarterback. They had Jordan Rogers that year, decent player. Zach Stacy, Jordan Matthews. Like they had, they had some decent players. Yeah, those are all good players. They yeah. are all good pros. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you guys think um, about this game? Obviously, Auburn's got a little momentum, a little positive momentum. Try to keep it going. Feels like Vanderbilt's been competitive. Uh, yeah. Zach Clint Mosley, yeah, that was a rough year for quarterbacks, 11 and 12. Um, mm. um, yeah, what do you think about this game going in to, to to Vanderbilt? Get a little momentum against Mississippi State. Should play well at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has been competitive this year at times, but not last week. They got shellacked by Ole Miss. But they've 
they've shown the propensity to score a little bit. Like their offense isn't terrible. It's not great, but you know, if you don't go in there and play well, they could score, they could score 17 or 20, uh, but it should be a game where Auburn has, is focused and goes in there and, and, and wins. Is there any situation where Auburn loses this football game? Better not. <laughs> you know, there we go. better not, better not be. So, and, and listen, for me, a typical game at Vandy is nothing. You know, it's like, just tell me what the score is at the end. But this is a big game for me personally in my thoughts and um, opinions of Auburn on the road, of, of Peyton Thorne on the road. This is I'll be watching this game closely, not, not to see who wins. Auburn better win by two touchdowns or more. I think Vegas agrees with me. Uh, I want to see Chris, uh, Chris Todd. I want to see Peyton Thorne. <laughs> I want to see Peyton Thorne look competent on the road. And we have not seen that this year. I want to see Auburn look competent on the road. We have not seen that this year. So if you expect me, and nobody does, but if you expect me to pick Auburn to beat Arkansas at Arkansas, is that next week or the next week? That's a, Yeah, next week after Vandy. Okay. So they're going on the road for two. Yeah. If you expect me to pick Auburn to beat Arkansas at Arkansas, you better look better than you have on the road all year long. And I'm talking mainly to Peyton Thorne. So, so, so for me, this is a big game for me personally and my thoughts and beliefs on how Auburn's going to finish this year. It's going to be the difference, in my opinion, between a six and seven win season. Can they go to Arkansas and beat Arkansas next weekend? Well, let's see how they look in Nashville against Vandy on Saturday. Maybe. Well, when you're talking about road games, is this one, I mean, what is it about road games that you think is causing Auburn to not be good? Is it is it the crowd? Is it? the whole operation of having to get on a plane and whatever. What is it exactly? Because I don't think crowd's going to be an issue in this one. So, no, no. <laughs> so 28,000. That's crazy. Construction. There's only about 28,000. And the amount of Auburn fans in Nashville, there will be, I would think, at least, you know, a six, seven of that is, is Auburn fans, I would think. Maybe even a tick more. So, I mean, yeah, you're talking. I mean, it's, yeah, no. it's probably going to be like 10,000. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, Auburn I was being conservative. Yeah. So, who goes to Vandy games? Like, <laughs> seriously, uh, parents, um, parents, right? yeah, professors. I don't know. Maybe some teachers. People that are bored. Yeah, they alcohol in the stadium at Vandy <laughs> because that that could bring in some people but, from Nashville. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about Auburn in this game, personally. I'm not I'm not really on the fence about this one. I feel like Auburn can win this one uh, and should win this one. Even even in the rebuilding process they're in right now, I think they got enough. And the offense has, has operated like that, like it did against Mississippi State before this season. It just wasn't against good competition. So I know it can be done. Um, Mississippi State's defense isn't bad. They sent a lot at them especially with a freshman center. So I, I do think Auburn wins this game. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, for 49 and a half, 12 and a half, so maybe like a 31-17-ish type game is what they're what they're expecting. Yeah, it's going to be big for Auburn. Just to, I think Hugh Freeze said something on Monday that is, is if you want to think big picture, if you want to think if you want to think about can they carry it into Arkansas, could they carry it into Alabama? 
he said he wants to see if his team's mature enough to, one, handle the win you just had and do it again, and, two, to take the maturity and have the same have the same hunger. Even Winning is one thing. Like, you got on the board with a win. You don't just get to toss your helmet out there and go win again. That's not how it works. Have the same hunger you did against Georgia to knock them off. Have the same hunger you did against Mississippi State to get your first conference win. Are they mature enough to go on the road and go, we haven't done a thing. We won one game, big deal. Let's go shellac these guys. Then let's go to Arkansas and let's go do it again. Let's play these dudes like we're like they're Georgia, not like they're Vanderbilt. Um, I think that's always a good sign for a team. I think that's something that stood out to me, what Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze said on Monday, looking for that maturity. Because, yeah, they've played ho- horrifically on the road. Penalties, lack of production, I mean, horrifically. Not just like poor. Really, really, really bad football. I mean, embarrassing. Embarrassingly. Yeah. yeah. Should be ashamed of yourself. That Cal game was one of the worst games I've ever watched Auburn play. That includes 28, 2008, and 2012. Uh, that was one of the – and I guess the defense was actually pretty decent that night, wasn't weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Offensively, that was one of the worst performances I've that I can remember at least. Somebody said, "Oh hell, you remember that?" Blah blah blah. No, I don't. All I know is Auburn looked like <laughs> doo doo against Cal. It was it was it was hard. I just couldn't believe it. Okay, so anyways, yeah, embarrassingly, they looked on the road. Offensively. Yeah, and it's really just been the quarterback play, at least it really to the eye it has been. Quarterback play, even with all the other factors that we know, you know, receiver play, protection, all this stuff, uh, with all those other factors known about throughout the, those times when they have those bad games, it's quarterback play that we feel like has held them back in these away games. And, of course, they were doing the swap at that time too for all these mm-hmm. away games. I mean, you would be—you'd almost have to punch your TV if they started doing that again this week. You feel like Peyton Thorne's probably solidified that starting spot, but you know, I—I I said this before when we were doing this show last week before the Mississippi State game. I, I did expect a different look and a different game plan from the coaches because. They feel like they're on the same roster level with Mississippi State or above. They don't feel like they're having to overcompensate for not having the talent or the depth like they didn't have against Georgia, Ole Miss, LSU, Texas A&M. He keeps bringing those four teams up, and that's you know that that gives me a lot of insight on what he's thinking. Hey, this is you know these teams are better than us. They have more than us right now. So we have to find a way to win, and that was his game plan. Some people disagree with it, whatever. You're through that part of the schedule. Now you're you're into a part of the schedule where you believe you are as good or better than these teams you're playing. So the game plan's totally different. Yeah, I'm still interested to see. And I think the offense will play well. I don't think they're going to struggle a ton on Saturday. Like I think they're going to be pretty productive uh, for, for the most part of that game. I would I think that they're they're going to go score – 30 plus. Vanderbilt's, Vanderbilt's weakness this year has been defense. I mean, they're giving up tons of points. They, they can score a little bit. They put up 20 on Georgia. 
put up 20-something on Florida, like put up 38 in a loss to UNLV. They can score a little bit. They've got a good receiver, a couple good receivers, a little bit of ability there, but their defense has just been getting shredded. So Auburn should be able to get to 31, 34 points. I'm curious. I mean, for me, look, it's it's the quarterbacks. It's the rotation and the aggression on offense. They 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 looked good. They looked the most like what they should look like against Mississippi State for the first time all year. I just am curious to see if it happens again. Is he is he truly truly committed, Hugh Freeze, to doing it? Which is what he said on Monday. He said we just had to make a decision to put up or shut up time. We're going to be, are we going to do this or not? Are we going to put up put the guy out there who can run our stuff or not? Are we going to do the things that we feel comfortable in doing or not? regardless of the results and they went and did it let's see him do it again and more importantly if it starts to not go well let's say they have a bad second quarter and they just have a few really bad drives it looks ugly for whatever reason stick to it or panic and revert back that's kind of my next thing I want to see I like the step forward on offense against state I want to see him keep doing that even if you have a few bad drives or even a bad quarter I want to see a commitment to it and don't revert back to well, we had a little hiccup. Let's let's now let's let's toss Robbie out there, or let's draw it back, or whatever it might be. I mean, you only got a few games left in the season. Most of these offenses, New Mexico State statistically is the best offense you're going to face for the rest of the year. Vanderbilt's 104 in total offense. Arkansas's 122 in total offense. Alabama's 80 in total offense, and then New Mexico State's 43. So you are not going to face a team. You're not going to play a game, anything like LSU, anything like Ole Miss, and anything like Georgia, where you're looking across there going, if we don't score 24-28, we are don't have a shot. You're, that's not the case. So there's really no excuse to not be really aggressive on offense from here on out and stick to the committed game plan of Peyton Thorne's your guy, grow with him, roll with him, give Robbie a package, and that should be it. Yeah, and he's not he's not trying to make the same arguments about roster either. So that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't see him reverting back to that game plan that they had. I just don't see it. I'd be shocked. I would yeah. be shocked. It's still Alabama. <laughs> yeah, maybe Alabama. You might see it again. At that point, well, though, I mean, you could argue with. You, you know, you I'm saying whatever you did against Georgia is what you I would guess you're going to try to do against Alabama. Probably something similar, but if Peyton Thorne continues to rise a little bit and play as clean as he played this past week, then you probably go, all right, well, we're ready for this now. At least he is. They didn't believe that at first. It was very obvious they didn't believe that. So he's got to continue to prove he can do it. So when they get in a situation like that, they don't question him. All right, you're the guy, no doubt. It's a very important week for him. Mm. Yeah. Go out there and do it again. And I agree with what you said earlier, Jeffrey. I mean, it seems obvious, like, go do it on the road. Um, but just from a confidence standpoint, they should go do it on the road this week. Vanderbilt's obviously, this isn't some hostile environment. But just the confidence that you stepped away from Jordan Hare and you produced something would be, would be awesome. Because Fayetteville, we'll see. I mean, Arkansas is struggling so bad. I'm not sure what that'll be. You know, their fans are, are decently engaged still. I saw the crowd last week. It wasn't bad. I mean, that's and that's a long trip. It'll probably be cold. That'll be tough, but it'd be nice to gain some confidence. Just stepped away from Jordan Hare, produced. I can do it. 
so that if Arkansas and look if they beat Vanderbilt they're going to a bowl game you know you want to win a bowl game and be nice for those guys too so you don't want to you want to know that you can step away from home and do it we've talked a lot about the offense this year obviously for all the struggles but can we talk about the defense just a little bit like a little bit more than we normally do and just give some love to Ron Roberts and what that group is doing I, I mean it's you mean, uh, you're a full touchdown better than last year, and they don't have Derek Hall, and they don't have Colby Wooden. And you could say they don't have – Owen Papo was was good last year. Asante stepped up. So maybe linebacker is a wash if you factor in, you know, Larry Nixon's okay. But Asante's been pretty good. Throw in Austin Keys. Maybe the linebacker's kind of a wash. But Derek Hall, that's that's a massive loss. Colby Wooden's a massive loss. Other than that, it's – I mean, you brought in a few depth pieces in Jalen McLeod. You know, Justin Rogers, Lawrence Johnson, depth guys. But Marcus Harris comes back. A lot of the DBs come back. But it's a very similar team, minus Hall and Wooden. And you're a touchdown better. And you force the turnover in every single game this year. I mean, that's – You lead the SEC. I 1,000% did not say – I don't think – we all sat here and were like, the defense is going to be yikes. And 1,000% they've been – they've exceeded, I think, everybody's expectations. I'm, I am glad you brought this point up, Justin, because I made a board post about this on the corner today. Look at Lincoln Riley over at USC. Okay, he is the he is an example of somebody who is all about his offense and does not try to compensate whatsoever for the defense. At least that's how it turns out in games. I don't know what his effort is, you know, in meetings all during the week trying to figure it out, but in games. His defense is always in bad positions, it seems like. And they may not be very good either. That, that's probably part of it. But my point is, you look at Hugh Freeze back at Ole Miss, you look at him at Liberty, his defenses are always good. Yet people continue to say he's an offensive coach. I think it's true that he's an offensive coach, but he is a defensive-minded coach, I think. And that should be proven by his game plan in the big games. He's trying to find ways to make his defense comfortable. He wants to put them in good positions more than, more so than he wants to put his offense in good positions. Because he knows if you're starting to build something from the ground up, you need to start with defense. That's been his style at every place he stopped at. And it's, look at Liberty right now. They're undefeated or whatever they're doing right now and their defense is good again. That's where he starts. We don't have the depth we need there. I'm going to put them in every position possible for them to succeed, if I can. That's the difference to me in a guy like Hugh Freeze and Lincoln Riley, and maybe Lincoln Riley's strategy is better for today's college football. I don't know, but um, right now, this is the strategy Freeze is going to go with for Auburn, and that's all I'm trying to say to you right now. Yeah, I was looking at uh, Breeze's 2014 team, his best team at Ole Miss. They were really good on on defense that year. I just, yeah, I just didn't see it coming. I mean, there's they're still giving up a little bit of rushing yards. I think we saw that coming. We knew there's depth issues on the defensive front. They're they're still giving up some stuff there, uh, but they're doing really well against the pass. And, and here's the other thing: they're doing what they're doing, including forcing a turnover in in every game so far this year. And I went back and looked all the way back to 2000 or 99. 
they've never forced a turnover in every single game, as far back as I could see, at least the last 25 years. They're on pace to do that. We'll see. They got you know, four more games. I mean, you potentially could do that. There are a couple of seasons where they had they forced a turnover in every game but one, but forced a turnover in, in each of the, the first 18 games, obviously lead the league with 14 turnovers. But you also take into, the, take into account they're doing all this without a pass rush. They have – they are 10th in the league in sacks. They have 16 sacks. It's actually better than LSU. It's wild to see LSU and Florida at the bottom in sacks and not being able to get sacks on the quarterback. But Auburn's 10th in the league in sacks. And if you look at – let's see what Auburn is in tackles for loss. 10th in the league in tackles for loss. So they're, they're, they're doing this in terms of scoring. They're only giving up 22 points a game, and they're not stacking the quarterback at a high rate. They're not even getting in the backfield at a high rate. They're just okay in those categories. But those turnovers are everything. They're everything. They're literally the difference and, 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 in 22 points a game and 27 points a game. I guess my question in asking – or excuse me, in saying all that I just said about Freeze and how he's approaching it, how much does his approach and his game plan, the offensive game plan that we've criticized a lot and I think – you know, deservedly so at some points, but also are we looking at the big picture too? I, I think at the at the end of the day, he might be putting his defense in better positions than maybe the defense a year ago. I think you could almost scrap the whole talent thing and the depth thing and go, all right, is it because they're in better situations than they were? Is this part of the game plan? That's what I'm asking. I don't know if it's true or not. I, it's, it's what I want to know, and, and I'm trying to learn by watching the game plans and the strategy. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I feel like you'd have to go back to studying all of all of 22 film and 23 film and try to figure out, you know, has Ron Roberts been more aggressive? It seems like he has. That's his that's his forte, right? Is we, we thought he was going to come in and be a little bit more aggressive in blitzing and blitzing and trying to create some havoc. We, we've seen him pressure. I'd have to go try to add up and try, go try to figure out where he's pressured hey, versus where Jeff Schmetting pressured a year ago and things like that. But he, he – I think one thing Ron Roberts has done, and Hugh Freeze has given him a bunch of credit. Hugh Freeze said on Monday, he goes, "There's, I wish I have to find the, the exact quote, but I thought what he said on Monday about Roberts was 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 pretty insightful." Uh, let's see here, because I want to read it and get it right. Ron Roberts quote: He talked about his play. Here you go. He goes, "He's one of the best in the nation of calling a game. We all have strength, strengths and weaknesses." 
you want to play to your strengths. And one of his is game day calling of a football game from a defensive perspective and making adjustments within his system. He's really gifted at that. So I guess that speaks to it about understanding exactly what his system is, what his defense is, and how to adjust within that system based on the personnel, which is really exactly what it takes to be a good coordinator. Know your personnel, know your system, know where the pieces fit, and all that good stuff. I can't believe uh, what you said earlier, Justin, that this defense is a touchdown better than a, a year ago when you had Derek Hall and Colby Wooden. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that, that, that's that's impressive. When your defensive line takes hits like that and you replace them with otherwise would be kind of mid guys and you're that much better than you were a year ago. He, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, Dude's, Dude's pretty damn good at his job. Mm-hmm. You don't have the success Auburn has had this year if he's not if, if he's not really good. I'm trying to think, what did they? They didn't lose much in the secondary. Kaufman's no. back, Keontae's back, DJ's back, Jalen's back. So they've got a upper class experience. Part you've got some depth as your freshman. Um, uh, we see, we've seen uh, Caleb Wooden back there. But when you when you lose two of your guys like that, Kobe Wooden and Derek Hall, and who who are they replacing with Xavier McAllister? I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Elijah. Elijah the combination of McAllister, McLeod, and Stephen Sings has barely played. And hell, McLeod yeah. hasn't been what McLeod's played what three or four full games. Yeah, he's coming on lately. Now that he's healthy, he's doing you know he's 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 doing some good things, but he's not Derek Hall. And let's be honest, dude. Uh, Larry Nixon mm-hmm. is he pretty good? Because I don't know that he is. He's, he's uh, I think he's average. Yeah, he's not a. Um, I okay. mean, he's he's nothing crazy, but he's a smart football player, and that's about the best thing he's got. Yeah, I think he's. SEC. I guess. I guess physically, physically, he's not a sideline to sideline guy. Like he no. looks slow to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, so, is is it okay? I thought you were saying no, you're wrong, but you're saying no, he's not that sideline to sideline. Owen Papo, right? Uh, Eugene Asante type guy. He's more of a plug, a plugger. Right. Okay. Yeah, Sante's your sideline to sideline guy. He's the one that you can spy on quarterbacks and put him in coverage. Yeah. And then Nixon's your box linebacker and that's but it's hard to just be a box linebacker in today's football because you're gonna have to match up with the running back at some point and you know, chase him uh-huh. down and that's that's where you get into trouble. But Cam Riley's come on a little bit and right. I, I wanted to mention him because I have been real critical of Cam Riley. Um as a box linebacker, but I think they once again, Ron Roberts knowing his personnel, Josh Alders knowing the personnel, they've got him in the right spot. He's playing out in space. He's coming in as a blitzer sometimes. He's really in the right spot for for his skill set. And they just do that with all the guys. Donovan Kaufman, they're not asking him to be in man coverage a lot. They're not asking Zion Puckett to be in man coverage a lot. They don't need to be. The guys that need to be in man coverage are DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, 
Caden Lee, for the most part, and Keontae Scott. And those are the ones, if they ever get man coverage, they make sure those four are on the field. Hmm. It's just smart, smart defense. Uh, again, personnel, like you said. It, uh, the quote from Elijah McAllister the other day, Justin, was he knows exactly what the offense is doing because he's seen it. It's, it kind of reminded me of the Farmers commercial. He knows a thing or two, thing or two because he's seen a thing or two, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like Elijah McAllister's like another coach on the field, so if he says it, you know it's pretty good. Yeah, I was trying to look up long scrimmage plays, you know, big explosive plays. Um they were they were uh Auburn was sixth in the league last year at ten plus yard plays. They're they're tenth in the league this year. I don't know what that's gonna average out to be. They're they're still below. We'll see what they do over the next four games. It could be a similar number overall. But it's turnovers, man. Last year, Auburn forced last year, all of last year, in all twelve games, Auburn forced thirteen turnovers. They forced fourteen in eight games this year. They literally were dead last in turnovers force last year. They're first in turnovers force this year. I mean, that's the difference. They're not necessarily better against the run. They're not sacking anymore. It's, they're they're turning. They're getting the ball back. They're stopping. And those turnovers are. And then I would say the other thing is they've gotten some. They've gotten some good breaks in the red zone. They're they're about middle of the pack league wise in touchdowns allowed, but they're really good in field goals. You know, they had a couple right cow. The cow m- m- kicker missed a few. Ole Miss had a botched snap. There have been a couple of instances right there in the red zone that have saved them some points as well that you can chalk up to whatever you want. But red zone-wise, that's been pretty good too at, at not giving up quite as many points as some other ones. So just a couple of those things make all the difference in the world for this for this defense. I mean, I think about if they can get some players in there and get a pass rusher in there. If Ron Roberts stays another year, maybe two. Maybe you get three years out of him. I don't think Ron Roberts is the long-term person. I think he was a good – fit for Hugh Freeze now I would imagine they may try to you know that that could that could be a change in a few years we'll see I don't know how long Ron Roberts wants to stay here but they've um a defense has been has been phenomenal almost one you know if they could have pulled out Georgia or if they could have pulled out Ole Miss you'd be pointing to Ron Roberts you wouldn't be pointing to the offense you'd be like Ron Roberts and that defense just won them the Georgia game or they just won them the Ole Miss game as it stands they're about where they should be record wise but if they could have pulled off one of those the defense would be getting getting the credit for being above expectations right now for sure. Without the defense, they they don't stand a chance in in yeah. Georgia and Ole Miss. Those go those go more like LSU. Maybe not that bad, but without the defense, they don't stand a chance. And those with the, with those kind of you know with the offensive struggles. And if Ron Roberts were to move on from Auburn in the coming years or whenever, um, you know Josh Aldridge was. Freeze's co-defensive coordinator at Liberty. And do you remember the roundtable we did, Justin, talking to Josh Aldridge? He was like, yeah, I've pretty much modeled my defense after Ron Roberts. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it would be real similar. I mean, if that was the case, you'd almost think that Josh Aldridge is there maybe for a reason to move up to a coordinator. And he knows his stuff and has studied Ron Roberts' system. So probably helps to have a guy who – knows your system just like you do also on defensive staff, right? Yeah, I think he's been huge. I think Aldridge has been huge. Just Zach Etheridge has been huge with that veteran with that veteran yep. secondary, now coaching the whole secondary. Yep. Zach's doing a great job. Uh, Jeremiah Wilson on staff there doing a great job. 
Jeremy, Jeremy Garrett doing a great job. Clearly, they're they're getting the most out of out of their guys. I saw another stat, by the way, just talking about coaches doing a great job. Jake Thornton, um, yeah. just yeah. talking about individual coaches that are that are standing out. Remember last year, Tank Bigsby was averaging like half a yard before contact. Um, and then you yeah. look this year, and they're I can't remember college football film room on Twitter, or whatever, put out a stat that almost forty percent of the time Auburn's running backs are getting three yards before contact. Which is which is I think fifth the fifth best mark in the country, compared to last year where basically Tank was getting hit at the line of scrimmage. A lot of lot of credit goes to Jake Thornton there. Certainly the rebuilt offensive line is doing good. Scheme plays into that. Yeah, but credit Jake Thornton, man. That's maybe the maybe the best hire Hugh Freeze made. I would you know a lot of people don't offensive line is one of the hardest positions to understand, especially as a fan. You, it's hard to. It's hard to watch them and know exactly what's going on, but you can almost see a difference in lanes being opened up. Pass protection from them is usually pretty good. Sometimes pass protection comes from the running back, and that's that's a problem at times. Mm-hmm. But overall, you can just see improvement from the offensive line. You can almost see it. And you, you, can, you can see it's an improvement because it's not it, – it's not a liability as it has been for the past five years. True. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, look at this hodgepodge collection of transfers, JUCOs, and who who would have thought that this line would be there without uh, Jeremiah Wright? Where, where's he been? You know, I was going to say that Jeremiah Wright and Jaden Muskrat were part of a shuffle last week against Mississippi State. They just shuffled the offensive line all the way through, and – Actually, we, we I'm just we thinking about he freeze he freeze can't help himself. Like, listen, we're rotating somebody. We're not rotating quarterback. Right. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're rotating the linemen. He, didn't he explain that Monday? He kind of had an answer for it. He was like, Yeah, it was good. It was a good answer. I'm giving it a hard time. He had some guys are banged up. Gunnar Britton's banged up. Cam Stutton's is banged up. And he's like, If we're gonna make it through the year, we need to we need to we need to mix in some snaps here. Well, no, I, I'm I'm agreeing huh. with you. He, he is so. I mean. He sits there all day just rocking back and forth in his chair. We just don't have depth. We don't have depth. <laughs> He's so worried about that. And, look, that's good. You need your coach to be worried about it instead of, ah, 80 snaps. Who cares? They'll be all right. Team them to death, yeah. <laughs> it's good. That's not a bad thing, I don't think. It's just uh, like get him some depth, depth by gosh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to have to rebuild that line again, huh? I mean, a couple of those guys are one-year guys. They're the, next year is going to be interesting as well at that position. It might take a little more time. Yes, Dylan Wade. That's why high the, school recruiting was so important. Dylan Wade's the key piece, in my opinion. If you can find a way to get him to come back another mm-hmm. year, you, you're you're in business then. You can work with that. Yeah, Dylan had a couple. He, he probably had his worst game as Mississippi State. I think he's been good, been aggressive. Um, Fine. No, it was uh, – So, yeah. The, Go ahead, Cole. It was in the fourth quarter. They were backed up inside their own five or whatever. Hugh, Hugh Freeze or Philip Montgomery calls a non-conservative play, a very non-conservative play, in a play action post-wheel with a shoot route. So, you had three levels. He throws it to the, the wheel to Brandon Frazier. Looks like a great play. Dylan Wade's all the way downfield. He actually tried to call himself and come back if you go back and watch it, but he had already made contact downfield. I don't know what he's doing. It wasn't an RPO. They showed Jake 
Thornton, we weren't able to see this because we were um, we were in the box, Justin. But I'm watching the broadcast again. Jake Thornton is losing his ever loving mind at him. He's spitting on him. He's like right in his face to the point where it seems like Hugh Freeze was almost like, all right, all right, that's enough. (laughs) It's like let's 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 keep moving here. But he was pissed. And that just tells me that it was just a misassignment by Wade, more than likely. But you could see him. You could see him on the. It was a huge. It was a huge mistake. It, it killed the drive. It was, it, was, yeah, it was. It was a big. It was a big mistake. But you could see him. He he just got caught. You could see him in real time. He caught himself, and he just hits the brakes and immediately starts backing up. Like he he knew. It looked like he was just going after a linebacker. And he just yeah. kind of got too aggressive, and he went after him. And as soon as he got there, he's like, "Oh crap, I'm too far back. I, I gotta get back." And, and, he t- and they, he they, touched, they got him on it. He touched the linebacker. Yeah. That's why they did it. If he did not yeah. touch him and backed up, they wouldn't have called it. But he made contact, so <laughs> it's one of those deals. But I tell you what, it's, it is. You, you do want to see your coaches, especially your assistant coaches, just laying into somebody like that, or I do anyway. It's an old school approach. You don't see it as much these days because you know people are different. And uh, usually when you see coaches start doing that, they're either going one way or the other. The program's in shambles or they're getting better. And I don't think the program's in shambles. So what do you guys expect Saturday, 3 o'clock, SEC Network? That's the question we all have been waiting to answer. Let me tell you something. I am uh, – I'm taking the points. I'm taking Bandy in the points. I think it's going to be uh, something like 31 21, 31 24. I'll take 12 and a half. Um, I'm not a believer yet. Maybe I will be after Saturday, but Auburn on the road, I'm taking the points and um, I'm putting, uh, I'm going to put my doghouse on it. <laughs> but not my bird dogs. <laughs> Oh boy. Um I guess I'm the most confident of the bunch this week. Uh I, I think hey, Auburn. You don't know what I you don't know what my prediction's gonna be. I I just you're you're negative. Thirty five to you. This is the weekend. Uh, you don't know, man. You don't know what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> no, I think Auburn I think I think Auburn wins it pretty pretty handily. I don't think it's a blowout, but I think Auburn pulls away sort of late in the second half. You know, maybe – I still don't think Auburn breaks 30, personally. I'll say 28. No, I'm going to say 31. I'll give I'll give McPherson a field goal. 31-17. No, he's on fire. So, Cole's taking Auburn. I'm taking Vandy. Justin, break the tie. You're taking Vandy with the points, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, you have I, Auburn I'm going gonna, gonna to take Auburn in the points – Oh, I, I I I think in I want to take Auburn to, to blitz them, but I, but but I I have the reservation because of Auburn and how they played on the road. And I know Maybe it's a, I get it, Vandy twenty eight thousand fans. I get it. Doesn't it's still it's still away from Jordan Hare and they just haven't done it. And that's my reservation from going out there and it, it just it could be a mental block. They could go out there and have a bad drive and go here we go again and and mentally it could be an issue. I just don't know. That's my reservation, but I, I really want Auburn, I really want to pick Auburn to to carry some momentum against the Vanderbilt team that is going to play two quarterbacks. It's coming off the, a beat down in Oxford. 
and I mean, you really could catch them and, you know, but I think what did Georgia win? 35, 20 or something like that there, 38, mm-hmm. 20, maybe something like that in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I would probably say maybe, maybe Auburn 31, Vanderbilt 17. I think, is that what you said, Cole? Yeah. Did you say 31, 17. I, I kind of like that. I mean, barely over 30. Don't know that Vanderbilt gets to 20 if Auburn plays well, tackles well, force a turnover or two against Vanderbilt. But, yeah, my reservation is just how it starts. If, if they can get off to a pretty good start in the first quarter, then I think they'll feel great. Get over the mental hurdle of on the road. If they come out and just shoot themselves in the foot a couple times or in the first quarter, then it could it could be a – this thing could linger. Hey, yeah. So I don't, I don't oh, know yeah. how it's going to – I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I like I like the thirty-one seventeen score. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see. But I'm I could but I could see I could see I could see Vandy covering potentially if Auburn comes out and, and shoots themselves in the foot. I could see it's my lock in the week. <laughs> oh, by the way, I think all, all three of us, which means take Auburn. Trust me. Um, yeah. I think all three of us had twenties to teens last weekend. Uh, yeah, and we nailed that. Yeah, I'm pretty much off one on. Yeah, I think I said, uh, 20, I think it was 27-17 was mine. I'm basically like on one week off. Like I had a really good beat on, I did not I did not have a good beat on A&M. I thought they were going to be competitive. I had a great beat on Georgia. I had a terrible beat on LSU. I had a pretty good beat on Mississippi State. So maybe that means I'm going to be way off on this game. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I pick Auburn pretty handily like that just because I, 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 now that I've seen them do it, I feel confident that the coaching staff is going to be confident in their play calling as opposed to not being confident in their play calling and game planning. They feel better in these games. What time is well, going to be a big one? 3 o'clock. 3 p.m. SEC Network. Okay. Same, same thing the next week in Arkansas is going to be 3 p.m. as well. A couple of back-to-back 3 p.m. kickoffs on SEC Network next two weeks. All right, sounds good. I like it. Yep, should be a, should be a, uh, uh, an interesting game. Let's we'll see if Auburn can get a little momentum, make it two in a row, go to Fayetteville, try to build this thing. And look, they win it; they're bowl eligible. That's a big deal. It's a big deal for the first team, for this first team for Hugh Freeze. It's a big deal for the seniors. Seniors always get overlooked in a rebuild. It's all about the future, and it would be cool for these guys that are not going to be a part of what Freeze builds to, to get a bowl game. That, that would be an awesome thing for some of these guys. So. Um, that'd be big. Get that bowl win, get that stress off you, and then try to go tack on another win or two before the season's done. All right, fellas, let's get out of here. Let Jeffrey go hunt. I'm going to go travel. I'm about to hit the road, go up to Nashville, cover this thing. AuburnLive.com, have coverage of the game and all that good stuff as well. Basketball getting going. We'll start talking about that later on as it gets rolling as well. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit turn on notifications. That really helps us. And go be a, go be a part of the AuburnLive.com community. Uh, as we are growing, growing, growing. All right, appreciate everybody joining us. For Cole, Jeffrey, I'm Justin. We'll see you next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.